0: Hello friends, happy Wednesday. I hope your day is treating you well. Today I am answering your questions like, can I be a four wing two? How as a four do I go deep with people without scaring them away? And how old before you can type your kids? But first, today's Rosebud and Thorn. My rose today is that I am getting my podcast pre-recorded the week before I go to Chicago. And I'm really proud of myself for the progress that I'm making and just like how I'm allowing myself the space and time to do less work while I'm there and really focus on being with my friends and creatively reconnecting to myself. My thorn though, is that part of what I love about doing a daily podcast is that like you and I are kind of on the same timeline. And though I may be like one or two days behind you and you're listening to this in general, we're pretty up to date. But as it stands kind of where we're at now, I'm a week behind you. So our timeline's a little off. I feel a little bit more disconnected, but my bud is that I'm really looking forward to just being in an airport again. I I know it's gonna be different. I'm gonna be like masked up and everything, but I just haven't been in an airport in a really long time. And I hope that I'm not more anxious than I think I'm gonna be because I'm prepared to be pretty anxious, but I hope that I feel Just really excited to be there and really excited to just see a different city and be in a different place. Okay, so I have three questions for us today. The first question is, so it took me a bit to figure out that I am a four because much of my life has put me in the caretaker role through my childhood and then becoming a mom at a young age with a seven for a partner. Is it possible to have a wing that isn't directly next door because I feel like a four wing too? Or am I just living in my stress number too much? Oddly enough, I feel like the two in me keeps me from the more self-absorbed side of the four. So it feels like it's a positive space to be in at times. Well, dear four, it is not possible to have a wing of two. The wings available to four are definitely three and five, However, that line to two, that stress line for two, can sometimes be a positive thing. It can be a way to intentionally prevent stress in your life. So obviously, we have a line episode coming up specifically for four. Well, we'll go into more detail on this. But for now, I think it's just helpful to remember that when you do focus on other people kind of proactively, when it's something you're doing intentionally, just step outside of yourself, that it can actually relieve a ton of the like kind of self-deprecating thoughts, even self-pity it can kind of put you into the position of having higher self-esteem and knowing your role in a situation and feeling really good about yourself. Now, when it's, done kind of on autopilot, it can look like resentment, feeling like you're giving more than you want to be giving, not advocating for yourself. All of those behaviors can exist as well, but there can be a really healthy side to that move. So it makes sense that you see some positive there, but I would say that it's likely that stress move for you, either you're feeling stressed out or it's kind of your reaction to stress or potentially it's just what you think you're supposed to be. And sometimes that can be a really stressful place to live out of. So I hope that answers your question and let me know if you have more. Our next question is how as a four can I get to know people on a deeper level without scaring them away? How do I get people to open up naturally? So I have kind of a twofold answer to this. The first one is that the right people aren't gonna be scared away, right? There are some people in your life who are gonna be really good friends to you who match that energy in you. A lot of fours are friends with other fours for this reason because you can meet each other in that depth. That doesn't mean that you're only gonna be friends with fours in your life at all it just means that the people who are right for you aren't going to be freaked out by you being yourself so i just want to say that to be clear now if you do want to be more strategic in developing new relationships and kind of broadening your social circle or even potentially like a working network something a little bit more professional so that you can't just kind of go there really fast one thing to consider is asking more questions than telling stories and anecdotes. a lot of times the depth that gets missed or the reason that this kind of gets put off is because the four sharing about themselves in a really emotional way but there's not really always an environment for other people to be heard and seen because the four is assuming that connection is going to happen when they are seen but they're not really seeing the other person in the dynamic so if you're wanting to create a dynamic here where people get to open up to you where you have these like deep connections, start with them, let them lead the charge in being the one to tell you how deep they want to go. So if you're asking questions, they're going to show you the depth and then you can kind of ask a little bit more in questions and then they're going to show you their limitations and just kind of pay attention to that and match them. But in general, I will say again, the people who are for you, they're going to get it. Like you guys are gonna, it's gonna jive. You don't have to shift yourself in order to be likable. You just need to find the right people to match you where you already are. All right, our final question for today is how old do your kiddos need to be to find out their Enneagram? I do know they'll possibly change this number as they get older, but I do think they have a core at a young age. So I will say for us, it became much more obvious around nine when we were able to really say, oh, this is it we saw a lot of the behaviors that we're seeing now younger even as young as three but I wouldn't say that that would have made us able to really be competent in their type however we did have kind of a general sense of like whether this person was we kind of knew like he was probably a three six or nine and then we've had that kind of clarity it came really when he hit around nine it became more obvious Now, I will say our philosophy is to always let our kiddo lead the charge. So while we're pretty confident in what his type is, he's always for the rest of his life going to be able to tell me what his type is. I will never tell him he is definitely X, Y, or Z because... I just think it's his journey, his story. He gets to tell me who he is, how he sees himself, what he identifies with. I never want him to feel like I have put him into a box that he is stuck in. I want him to always feel like I'm here to learn about how he sees himself now in every iteration of his life. But I will say in general, it became much more clear around nine and I can't say for sure that it won't change, but I would be very surprised if it shifted or changed. I think it can look different in behavior. Now, that being said, we talk a lot about soul child and, you know, that there's kind of like this, you're at your rest numbers, kind of your core self and who you were when you were little. And then you build a defense mechanism to kind of protect that version of you. And so there is some element of that that could arise, but I would say for the most part, He has been who he's been forever. And then I can see the elements of that soul child there as well. Like for our our kiddos at six and the soul child would be nine. And there's that coziness, that kind of comfort with the, the known, the like lack of desire to kind of push out. And a lot of the fears are there to protect that version of who he is. But he's kind of been both his whole life. He's kind of had that connection to both forever. Just kind of one's kind of guarding the other one. So I used to say 12, but at this point in our family, I can confidently say, I feel like nine has been very clear, but everybody's gonna be different and definitely let the kiddo lead the charge in who they tell you they are, in my opinion. All right, friends, I hope this episode was helpful. If you have Enneagram questions, Don't hesitate to call or text them in to the podcast number at 828 338 9127. As always, it's an absolute joy to create this content for you, and I will see you tomorrow for the next one. Seeking the truth never gets old.